Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I surrender all outcomes to the universe, which always has a greater divine plan than I do. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we've got some very noisy birds outside the window, so can you just uh, in, just bring those in as part of the atmosphere? And it's tranquility, it's, peace, love. They're kind of squawking a bit, but we'll go with it. <laughs> if, if you hear some funny noises, it's the birds. I'm just putting a disclaimer in. We're talking today about the law of attraction. Jane, I don't think... have We haven't ever... ever obviously devoted an entire show to this just under the... No, I think we just talk about it a lot in multiple episodes. I'm thinking of times, maybe back in the first hundred episodes that we recorded, that we did go into a bit of depth on this in parts, but we've gotten quite a deep reader's email, um, really wanting to understand once and for all what it means and how to apply it in a way that works. Because, of course, as we all know, the law of attraction was first became a real viral sort of a buzzword back in the day. When when did The Secret come out? Ten years ago was The Secret? At least, yeah. It was quite a while ago. It was back in the, you know, they were on the Oprah show and it was Rhonda Byrne, who anyway came up with it. And and it was it was sort of almost contentious back at the time because what happened was was that Rhonda and her production team filmed a lot of different gurus and speakers and spiritual experts around the world and most of the hours of material that they recorded came from Abraham Hicks, which is which was Je- Esther and Jerry Hicks and Esther channeling the body known as Abraham. And Abraham, of course, is is the first and last voice on Law of Attraction, the authority on Law of Attraction, is perhaps the voice that's brought it through the clearest that I know of in on this planet in, in terms of... Oh, you only just have to go on YouTube and listen to a three-minute video of Abraham to understand what we're talking about. In fact, I actually do that whenever I'm in uh, turmoil in emotions. I actually just randomly just hit YouTube and just go Esther Hicks, and then whatever comes up, I listen to. I do too, and, you and can, it's an instant lift. It's like it's like some people tap, some people listen to Abraham on YouTube. Like it's, you get the same effect. Um, so what happened was some sort of interesting falling out, which we've nobody's ever really understood, went down, and. Oh, I know what happened. Okay, Joan's going to tell us. Uh, It was because I got an email from Esther Hicks about it. What happened? Uh, It was along the lines of they wanted to sign contracts that uh, that were not in alignment with Abraham's beliefs of, therefore, something to do with, well, the only reason to have a contract then is if somebody does the wrong thing is that you go to court and Abraham doesn't believe in court. So it was along those lines, you might have to do your own research, but that was a long time ago. The but, point yeah. being is that what ended up happening was that all of the hours of Abraham Hicks material got removed from the final cut of The Secret, the video. I actually got the original one. I've actually got a director's so signed copy. So you can copy. get the original. But the problem is that most of the world, all of the world, saw the edited result. Yeah. And when you try and talk about the law of attraction and you do it without Abraham, it's a bit like trying to talk about the theory of relativity without mentioning Einstein. You kind of can't have one without the other because they, they're so integral. So as a result, 
the bare bones of what they were trying to communicate were there, but it wasn't expressed as clearly and vibrationally aligned and articulately, I feel, that it could have been. And as a result, many, many, many people have ended up being extremely confused about a concept which is a universal law. It is completely real, and all of us are living proof that this is a real law every single day of our lives. But so many people still haven't figured out how to abide, if you like, by this law, how to use this law, how to come into alignment with this law for, for best results. Now, Jane and I decided to do this very worthy topic today because we actually got, um, again, a very worthy email um, from a listener who has articulated this so beautifully um, to really sum up the confusion and the frustration I think that many people have around this topic. Um, so I'm going to read the whole paragraph that she sent. It's a little bit long, but I think that it gives you an idea of the ways that people hit roadblocks when they try to use the law of attraction. So, and I quote, she says, I'm still struggling getting my mind around the amazingness that is the law of attraction. I think that is only one element that is still tripping me up, time. Time in general has always been a concept that has been a total mind melt for me. But in this case, I'm struggling to get my mind around how long things should take. Some places I have seen it written that I should write down specific time, e.g. on Sunday the 24th of April, I'm so excited about receiving a new car, etc., etc. Other places say I shouldn't worry about time. Things, uh, these things will turn up when Mother Nature and the universe um, knows I'm ready for it, I think. But I'm really not sure. This part of it really confuses me. The secret philosophers said that that makes no difference to the universe. As far as it is... Um, as far as it's concerned, it takes the same amount of energy and time to bring into our life a cup of coffee as a luxury holiday, and that it's our programming that tells us that one is harder and takes longer to attract. Could you please recommend a website or a podcast or a book or anything, really, somewhere this element of it is explained a little more clearly? I would be so grateful. Well, we're going to do it for you, darling. <laughs> Uh, I remember we actually did a uh, show on this on our when we had the national radio show Soul Sisters, and we actually did it around lottery tickets. And I remember saying, if you, when you go to buy a lottery ticket, if you don't really deeply believe that you could win this, you're wasting your money. Now, let's clarify that. Jane didn't say you're going to win it. She's saying you believe that it's possible, it's completely achievable and that you are completely in alignment with, with the possibility, that's not even quite the right word, with the, the reality, the realness of this being a completely achievable exchange. Yes, exactly. So the problem with lottery tickets is that most people know they're not going to win. And you hear people going, oh, well, there's another $10 handed over, but hey, got to be in it to win it. It's like, oh, you're not going to win it. You're just not. You have to be in vibrational alignment. So the, one of the biggest pieces that's missing from understanding the law of attraction is understanding the law of vibration. So whatever you are vibrating at will be attracted to you. So if you're in an angry mood, you're going to get more angry stuff happen to you. So I'm actually right at the moment as we're recording this, I'm in a bit of turmoil at the moment of going through some various different changes. Some are things I'm trying to change myself. Others are things that are just happening to me that I'm going for the ride. And so I've got a real yin and yang thing going on of some really cool stuff and some really bad stuff. So much so that I'm sitting in the car waiting for Beck and somebody just hit the back of my car today. So I'm really in alignment with some turmoil. 
So until I come into a, a greater place of peace, a greater calmness, I'm still going to have more turmoil going on in my life. So I've got to be vibrationally in alignment with that which I desire. So when you want to win the lottery, you have to be in complete alignment with what that means. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean, oh my God, well, then everybody I know is going to be coming around and wanting money off of me and that's going to stress me out. Don't buy the lottery ticket. You're not in alignment with the outcome. Unless, of course, it's your soul lessons to go through this and you're ready for the big sledgehammer if you're going to go through it. If you feel in alignment with everything that that experience could bring to you and you truly deeply believe it can happen, then it can happen. So people ask for so many different things. So some, some people might say, I've written a book and I really want it to get out there and I, I want to be famous. And, you know, I want to be a Hay House speaker and on stage and presenting it. And other people will say, I want the dream house on the coast, two-story. I can see the weatherboard. I can see the garden. That's just what I want with the driveway and the two cars. Other people will say, I picture the perfect man. I can see his hair color, his height, his job, his everything. And other people might have really, really, really small... Uh, well, uh, actually, another area I was going to say is health. Some people might say, I want my tumour cured. I want my cancer cured. I want my strep throat to go away. I want whatever it is. And other people will bring it back down to a very, very, very small, simple level and they'll say, I just want today to be a good day because I've been so stressed lately and life's been really hard. Or I just want things to go well when I have that really tricky meeting at four o'clock with my lawyer or my doctor or whatever. Um, now, this goes back to the the email that we got from the listener who says, you know, apparently according to the universe, a cup of coffee is no different from winning a luxury holiday. Like I say, a free cup of coffee or a free holiday, let's say. There mm. is actually no difference between the huge mansion, the amazing soulmate, the book career, the, you know, and just the need to have a good day or to get through a meeting. There is no, there is no difference to the universe. There's no quantifying measurement there in terms of something being harder or easier or less or more or worth more than another. It's just that as humans, we tend to come out with an enormous amount of fears and blocks connected to things. And what we perceive to be harder and bigger, the bigger and deeper the fears and blocks are going to manifest. It's probably more achievable for somebody to walk out of the house in the morning and think, it is possible I could get a free coffee, cup of coffee somewhere today. You're more likely to believe that yeah, you than you like... are that you're going to manifest the dream home free. That's right. Whereas holiday. not many people would really have the spiritual mastery to step out of their house in the morning and say, I believe that sometime in the next 24 hours it is entirely possible for me to get my dream home on the coast just like that's going to fall on my lap. I mean, it's, it is entirely possible. There aren't very many people in the glo on the globe who are really exercising this level of spell casting, if you'd like to call it that, because it's pure magic. To be able to manifest instantly... And to, you know, we, you've met people like that, haven't you, Jan? I've met people who can. Yes. It's interesting, though, when we interviewed Gay Hendricks in episode 100 of our podcast series, because he talks about what happens when everything you've ever wanted arrives, which it sometimes can do when your self-worth still hasn't quite got there yet. But of course, what happens is you lose it then straight away or you sabotage it straight away. So there's that element going on as well. Yeah, it's interesting the number of people that have won huge amounts of money that then are broke six years later 18 or, months or, or later. you know, really quick, they're broke yeah. and they're back where they are because it's about your comfort zone. 
So the other thing to think about with manifesting is about time, is that I have always been very controlling and I found that my manifesting ability increased when I surrendered the control. So I really had to look at where I was being controlling in my life, which was every single area, and look at how I could change that about me and start to relax more in it. And as I did, I found things started to manifest easier. So prior, I had my timelines. I was, I'm going to have this done by this date and it's going to be this opportunity will present by this day and this is going to happen on this day. And when it didn't happen, I was pissed off. I wasn't really happy about that. And so I had to really look at why it was. When I started to really clearly look at what was the goal that I had in mind, what was my intent, what was my desire to manifest, and then what I actually did get from the universe in a different time, every single time, bar none, the universe did it better than I had planned. And so examples can be when you're in conflict with somebody and it keeps going on and on and on and you think you've got the answer and they think you've got, they've got the answer and the conflict keeps going. But when you surrender for something to be for everybody's highest good, along it comes and it's a solution that is way beyond what I could have come up with or potentially the other person. Every time. Yeah. So you think, you know, you might want the new car, but maybe your current car's got something to teach you yet that if you've got the new car, you're going to miss on that. Who knows? There is the who knows, we don't know. So there has to be a surrender to true knowing that the universe always has a better plan than you have. And that takes some courage to be able to allow that to happen. But you've simultaneously got to turn up with the action And that is the action that's within attraction. And I think that was a big part that was missing from the secret. You know, it said, yes, put your request out to the universe and then surrender and let it happen. But you still have to show up. And and that's why, you know, Beck and I talk so much about rituals and ceremonies and setting of intent, because all of those things are, whenever you're doing that, you're coming into alignment with your desire. And it's like if you think of it as a pot that every time you, you, have ceremony around what you desire or you have thought process or you have a fantasy emotional escape to what it is that you're desiring, you're putting more of that energy of that vibration into the pot. And as that pot gets fuller of that vibration, you're now in, as as Esther Hicks would say, as Abraham would say, you're now in the vortex where you are now able to connect with the manifestation of such. But if you're not in alignment, if you're not spending the time with action to manifest it, you're out of the vortex and all of your stuff sitting in the vortex waiting for you to get into the vortex so you can get it. So I want to clarify something here about wishing versus vibrating. Ah, good one. Yeah. (laughs) So years ago when The Secret first came out, a, a friend of mine who is very spiritually spiritual and spiritually open-minded but extremely blocked on the earth plane i remember her saying to me with pure desperation she said rebecca i have been every single day i have been over and over reiterating 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 
what I'm my, what my dream is, the suburb I'm trying to get to, the money I need to get there, like what I want in my life, just da 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 da, da you know, over and over shit. I'm doing the secret, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And back then I didn't really have the answers. I was like I it's almost like I wanted to say, I don't think it's quite that simple, but then I thought, no, hang on, but it is, but I don't I can't explain it to you. This is this is the stumbling block a lot of people have. I've asked for it. I've asked for it over and over again. I've, However, I've written out statements, I've aff, you know, affirmations, well, I've You're in the lack. You're in the lack. When you are pushing to desire what it is that you're wanting, it's with no appreciation for what it is you've got. It's a desperation. It's it's a forceful, driving, desperate, needy energy that's actually underpinning it. And so what she was actually doing, which so many people who've watched The Secret have gone off and done, is they've started to wish. So they're wishing for it. I really wish I could have that beautiful house by the coast because it would make my life better. So wishing is a very weak um, substitute for actually working with vibration. And really, the more correct name for the law of attraction is, I think, should be the law of vibration. Some people also call it the law of perception. Because it's all about how you filter this stuff through your own filter, through your own reality, and your relationship with the information. What is your relationship with the idea of a dream house? What is your relationship with the idea of the things you think you want or need? We don't actually need anything. What we're usually looking for is emotions. We're not, we don't want a house or money or a man or sex or a career or a holiday or we actually want an emotion that we believe that vehicle is going to come and bring to us and put inside our bodies. This is also relevant for those of you that had screwed up childhoods. You don't really need to, you know, the forgiveness with mum and dad or just sort out the therapy of the childhood. All you're looking for is to find an emotion in your body that just comes back down to flatline neutral peace. I love that you've said this, Beck. I love it. I love you, Jane. Oh, we're having a little yeah. mutual love fest Thanks, here. Um, I feel that what it is you're feeling is actually what you vibrate. And that, therefore, is what you attract. Correct. And in, I never is this truer than as a matchmaker. When you see couples that are pairing up, they will hold the same emotional state. Even when you've got the narcissist and the enabler, you've got two people with low self-worth that are actually vibrating identical, intention. however, playing out the same story. It's, in, it's the shared intention. It's all about intention, isn't mm. it? Yeah, mm, which is why we harp on so much about intent, prayer, ceremony, ritual, all of those things. So when you go, well, I want a new car, why? I think that's a really good point to really process why. What is the new car going to give you? The next question is, how will it make me feel? And if you can't get the car just yet... What else is it that you can do to get that feeling happening in your life so that you have vibrationally more of that emotion in your life, which therefore ultimately manifests the car? You then lose. You you, you You actually don't need the car. you, You only need to say to the universe one time in a very detached way, I would really desire and appreciate a beautiful new insert car model type colour here and then let go and never think about it again. They've heard you. You don't need to tell them 37,000 times and write it out 100 times. They've heard you. The important work then comes in, as Jane is explaining, in the emotional game. Because if if owning a Porsche, Ferrari, Maserati, 
Nissan, <laughs> whatever it is, is what you feel you need to feel freedom or what you feel you need to feel pride or achievement, then it is the emotion that it is your job to come into alignment with in your everyday life, in the next 24 hours. You can do that by meditating. You can easily sit down for five minutes and think of a time in your life when you genuinely felt pride, freedom, achievement, whatever the word is, the emotion is. Recall it. The memory and reality, they know no different to each other. Whatever you bring up in your, in your imagination brain, your recalling memory brain, the brain actually thinks is real. So you go back into that feeling and you go back into that feeling as many times as you need to and look for evidence in your life over the next few weeks as to how this state can be real and achievable and possible for you at any moment. You can call it up and fill up that love tank and put it in. This is almost like mirror work or shadow work. It's a similar concept in that, you know, we've harped on in other episodes about when you meet somebody that you really like, name the three qualities they are the th that you like in them. They are the three qualities you're wanting more in your life. It's actually just another game like that. Name the qualities from the car. What is the house in that suburb going to be bringing you? What is it it's going to make you feel? What is it that to have more clients, to have more money, to have greater health, what is it going to make you feel? Is it going to make you feel successful, clever, funny, um, unique? Is it going to make you feel safe? Is it going to make you feel reliable, relied upon? Is Whatever it is, you've got to go right through this list and get down to the core emotions and then experience those emotions with gratitude every day. So if a, if a new success in whatever it is you manifest makes you feel successful and clever, then how is it you can have more success and clever in your life right now? What is it that you do feel successful about? Do more of that. What is it you feel clever about? Do more of that. And as you do that, you're sitting in that vibration more and more. And what are you doing now? Moving into the vortex because you're spending a vibration, a longer vibration in alignment with what it is you want to achieve. Then what happens is that you get to a point where you're, well, we'll stick with I don't know if I've chosen good emotions here, but success and clever for whatever. We'll stick with those emotions. So the more that you're feeling success and clever, you actually find that the desire for the new home in that special suburb actually dissipates because you thought that home was going to give you that feeling, but you've actually worked out how to get that feeling in your life now. And guess what happens now? You get the house. And when you get the house, it actually doesn't bring you what you think, thought it was going to bring you because you've already brought it to yourself. However, you do get the house in the lovely suburb. Yeah, or the universe brings you a number of other things which end up being that divine greater plan purpose better for you than the house you thought you needed and wanted that would be perfect for you. They'll actually bring you five other things that are totally different but deliver a much better, more soul-fulfilling impact. And you go, ah, yes, this is actually what I wanted. And that's why we need to be masters of speaking the language of emotions. Because I've said this before in the show and I'll reiterate it here and now. If you want to talk to the universe, you want to have a conversation with them, you want to feel your angels, you want to ask them for something, what you need to do is get into vibration. You need to speak emotions and often colors. 
feelings. The universe doesn't necessarily communicate in English, Mandarin, Portuguese or Spanish or, or, or you know, in, insert any exotic language here. The universe does not necessarily communicate in, um, you know, angry, loud requests or forceful driven, you know, um, tantrum throwing type, <laughs> you know, which we've all done with the universe. Like, Except that what the tantrum does do is really gets you into that truth of what you are really feeling. There's lots of stories in the Bible about key moments when figures in the Bible threw tantrums at God and basically gave ultimatums to God, like, you know, you do this and prove it to me or else I'll dot, 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 and the universe just laughs. Um, We need to be able to hold, feel, name, identify, conjure up and process feeling and emotion. Because if you say to the universe, I want a tall man with dark hair who works in the business district and drives his car and lives in this suburb and is good to his mum and likes sport on Sundays and this and this, the universe says, yeah. But if you say, I really want a guy that makes me feel inspired professionally, I want a guy that makes me giggle and laugh and have lots and lots of silly fun, and I want a guy that makes me feel very emotionally safe deep down inside, and then you connect with each of those three feelings, the universe goes, oh. know what that is we've got one of those guys over here one of those guys over there and one of those guys over here and they're everywhere all of a sudden they're everywhere and now you've got clear eyes to see what it is that you're desiring to feel what it is that you're desiring and to experience it you have to show up and do the action the other thing I wanted to talk about too though is that I think we need to talk about the subconscious mind too we do so badly yeah go all right it's gonna be quick yeah (laughs) (laughs) so The subconscious mind will absolutely self-sabotage in your belief. And that is where things like repetition, that is where identifying emotion is going to really help you to get into the subconscious mind to be able to rewire it to be in alignment with what it is that you're truly desiring. When people say, Rebecca, I know what I want. Every part of me is going for this thing. I've written the book. I'm ready to go. And it's still not here yet. Why? This is where people need to understand that you have two brains governing you. One is conscious, one is subconscious. Your biggest bowling balls, blocks, fears, programs, beliefs, sabotages are hidden, not necessarily always in the conscious mind because the ones that are up there, you guys can stamp them out real quick. It's the ones that are buried that are the ones that you need to deal with to get through to the next level. And Gay Hendricks talks about that in episode 100. We talk about that in every episode. I mean, this is where I always say to my clients, this is where you need a professional emotional doctor. I'm not talking counsellors or therapists who talk you in circles. They can only access your conscious emotional brain. Uh, Sorry, what did I say? Conscious Conscious, brain. Yeah, you're right. You need to deal with the excavators, the emotional archaeologists. They are your hypnotherapists. They are your kinesiologists, your neuroemotional technique specialists, your lifeline practitioners. They are the people who will go straight to the unconscious and subconscious parts of the brain, not talk to you at all. They will deal with the part of you that is suppressed, buried, or deeply, deeply hidden because it believes it's protecting you by doing so, and they will pull it out, bring neutral charge, clear out blocks, etc. Darren Wiesman, who yes. we had the pleasure of interviewing uh, on on the one of the podcasts, has actually was actually in Adelaide last week. Certif- and he's been in a, uh, I think Sydney and Melbourne as well, certifying a heap more lifeline practitioners. So there's actually an abundance of them that are ready to get out there and and help with the subconscious mind because most of that work is done. Yeah. His work is is very much in the subconscious mind. 
So I think in, in closing of this, there is a lot of surrendering. There's a lot of doing. There's a lot of actioning. Most of all, it's feeling. What are you feeling? What do you want to feel? I surrender all outcomes to the universe, which always has a greater divine path than I do. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with our noisy bird soundtrack in the background. <laughs> we should have pretended we're in some exotic location Let's, like Bali. Okay, we're in a really exotic location here in Adelaide with some very noisy wattle parrots. birds. Well, they're parrots, wattle mm. birds, lorikeets. For those of you that are overseas, this is what we bring you, Australian native fauna. <laughs> We've got some, yes, very, very noisy participants. We love it when you're noisy participants as well. And by that, I mean, please bombard us with your questions, your topics, your ideas, your feedback, your criticisms, your positive feedback, whatever you've got for us. We want to hear it because our show is sculpted and molded by your collective consciousness. That is how the Love Life Train bandwagon rolls. So to that end, you can always join the very active and chatty community on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show. If you want to hear any of our last 162 episodes the backlog library um, is on lovelifeshow.com where we put up our new episode every Wednesday morning South Australia time it's also where you can find out how to spend one-on-one -on -one time with either Jane or myself in counseling life coaching psychic readings psychic emotional sort of guidance from both of us um, and of course it's also the place where you can Show your appreciation or show your gratitude for the show by flicking us a couple of dollars. Um, we've got a little um, support us button there up the top right corner if you feel the need to help us keep the show going with the level of quality that we strive to maintain so that these really important messages can continue to ripple effect out and together we as a collective consciousness and as a unity here of awakened souls on earth can continue to drive serious grassroots change to overturn systems to bring enlightenment to raise consciousness to be better parents to be better community people to be better people in our own hearts and minds and lives so that you can all wake up every single morning feeling like the truest most complete version of yourselves and so until this time next week jane and i wish you a beautiful week and have fun playing with the law of attraction life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening